Hey everyone, from Saul to Paul, June 29th, 2018. I want to talk to you today about one of the greatest tricks that Satan has done in the 21st century. And that is taking away men of God from this planet. You know, bottom line, what's going on right now with the world is men are not being men period. But when you start having the body of Christ, men not being men, there's a real problem with that. How are we to represent God and to represent Jesus Christ if we do not take their example and take the words of Paul to the early church serious and take them to heart and put them into practice? God is a father. He is a father to us. You know, so bottom line, if you're a Christian man that's married, it's your duty to try best you can to emulate our Heavenly Father. When you start taking away things like discipline, you know, when we, when we step out of line, God is quick to love us, quick to have mercy on us, but He's also quick to to discipline us. Why? Because we're going to learn from that. And bottom line is, if you are in any kind of capacity leading a family or have a role in your church, God will correct you if you are doing something wrong. Now, if you're not raising your family as the head of that household, you're not following scripture. You know, as Paul says, the man is Jesus Christ to the family as the wife is the church to the family. As you know, commands men to love their wife like Jesus loves the church. And what does Jesus do with the church? He's the head of the church. He blesses the church. He guides the church. You know, he's, he sends his Holy Spirit into believers so that they might be powerful. They might make the right decisions. You know, so it's our job as men not to necessarily go out uh, hunting every weekend or work on cars. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about stepping up to the plate. You know, when hard things come against your family, picking up the Word of God and saying, you know what, we're going to sit down in our living room and we're going to read the words of God and we're going to find the answer because God has the answer. I know He has the answer. You are going to sit with me. And we're going to figure this thing out with God. Lead your family in prayer. Most importantly, lead in prayer. You know, we don't have the answer. But Heavenly Father has all of the answers. So if we're trying our best to be a father, like the Father in Heaven is, to our own family, like the Father in Heaven is, to His family, children of God on earth, that is when things are going to start looking up. You know, when you have divisions, when you have kids that turn to drugs and alcohol, why do you think that is? They're looking for something that's missing, something that's missing in their life. If they don't have that thing that they are looking up to, uh, that, that teaching, that lesson that they remember that you instilled in them when they were children... They're going to turn to the wrong things to fill those holes. They're not going to look to God. They're going to look to gods of this planet. They're going to look to idols. They're going to look to drugs, alcohol, 
They're going to look to satanic music. They're going to look to superstars that take their clothes off on stage. Because you know why? Because we as fathers were not there to tell them what is right. God told us what is right by giving us his word. By sending Jesus to live and show us as an example. So it's our job as men to take up that mantle that we are commanded to do and lead our families. It is the wife's responsibility to let the man lead. You know, I know a lot of times, probably in a lot of situations, a lot of different areas, men feel powerless. You know, and a lot of that has to do with insecurity, not trusting in God, not trusting in his word. And loving your wife's reactions more than you love the commandment of God. Bottom line. Do you love the command of God more than you love your wife's approval? If your wife likes to overrule you on things, likes to not let you run your household, if you try to appease her, you are making her into your idol. Bottom line, God says, love me above all else. Above all else. By all means, men, part of being a man is loving your wife with all of your heart. But you know what? All of your heart, body, mind, and soul belong to God first. So when God says, men, in all things, lead your family, lead your family. If your wife doesn't want to pray, then you know what? She can sit in the kitchen and you pray with your kids. And then afterwards, go to her in a loving way and say, You know what, honey? We really need to do what's right by God. It says in the Bible, I'm supposed to be doing these things. I do not need you making me feel like I'm not enough. You know, a lot of times us men, we might feel that from our wives. We might get that insecurity from our own fathers growing up. Maybe they didn't step up to the plate. Maybe they didn't lead the family. Maybe they didn't, you know, in quotes, wear the pants in the family. You know, maybe that carried down to you. You know, maybe that's in the back of your mind. But I'm here to tell you that we are new creatures in Christ. So it's our responsibility as new creatures in Christ to be a true Christian. And a true Christian follows the word of God. A true Christian listens to those letters of Paul where he admonishes men that act effeminate. Acting effeminate does not mean practicing homosexuality. It means not being a real man. It means when trouble comes to your house, passing the phone of a bill collector off to your wife. It means when your children are acting up and you don't want to deal with it because you know what? You work 10 hours that day passing it off to your wife. That is not their job. It is your job to rear up your children. It is your job to have your children fear ye not, but also respect ye as the head of the house. If your children respect you as the head of the house, then they will listen to your words. And if your words are, love God above all else, that's what they're going to do. So when we've got people going to prison nonstop because they didn't have fathers, we don't have to wonder why. We know why. Because God the Father knows what's best for us. He told us what's best for us in His Word. And He gives a responsibility to fathers 
to pass that down to their children. To number one, be there to be able to pass it down. But to number two, pick up that, even if it's a cross for you, pick up that cross and carry it. I know. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I am blessed. I am so blessed to have a Proverbs 31, a biblical wife that allows me to lead my family. But when I first started doing it, it wasn't easy because I wasn't used to it. But when I got more and more into God's word and when his spirit started speaking to my heart more, I knew the importance of it. You know, I'll be quite honest with you. My wife is three times the prayer warrior that I am. But I do take it upon myself every single night before our heads hit the pillow. I pray for our family. You know, in the middle of the day, I'm sure she's praying nonstop. I pray nonstop, but I see a fervent prayer in her. I'm still learning to pray the way my wife prays. You know, that's why God gave us spouses. You know, but bottom line is, when it comes to making decisions for the family, when it comes to taking on uh, responsibilities uh, with finances, when it comes to taking on responsibilities of disciplining the children, she submits to me, just like the church submits to Jesus Christ. So that is such an important thing for her to do, and such a hard thing probably for her to do, but she does it because she's called by the word of God to do it. So who am I to not pick up that responsibility and run with it? Who are you to let your wife's approval override God's will? So if you're a man out there listening to this today that does not lead your family in Christ, I am asking you to get down on your knees and number one, ask God's forgiveness, because I certainly had to. And number two, ask for his help to do it. Ask for motivation. Ask for reminders. Ask him to give you a new heart for fatherhood, for husbandship. Pray for your wife to have a new heart if she's not allowing you to lead your family. You know, keep praying these prayers until you get them answered. Because bottom line, God's will be done. So pray for God's will to be done. I know for a fact it's God's will that us men lead the family to God. So if you have a wife that is standing in opposition to that, and you pray against that, God 100% will answer that. God will make a way. He will shut 15 doors just to open one if you pray that prayer because it's in His Word. Love your wife like Christ loves the church. And if you do that, and if you pray with a righteous heart, he will answer that prayer. So pray that prayer. And you know what? If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I'm asking you today to do one thing and do one thing only. Pray to a God who you might not even believe exists and say, show me Jesus Christ. Because friends, I'm here to tell you, even scientists who are atheists believe in Jesus Christ. Historians acknowledge Jesus Christ. More and more, there's more evidence, physical evidence, forensic evidence, historical evidence 
for Jesus Christ's existence. And there's only three things Jesus could have been. A lot of people say, well, he was a good teacher and he was a good man. But you know what? If he was a good teacher and a good man, then we have to take him at his word when he claimed to be God. Because a good teacher would not be a liar. He would not be schizophrenic. He would not be a con man. So these historians that want to say that he was a good teacher and we should maybe follow his example on a few things, you can't pick and choose from somebody who is a liar, a schizophrenic, or a con man. So we have to take Jesus at his word and at his miracles that he had many witnesses for and know that he was sent from heaven, that he did die for our sins on that cross. That is being historically proclaimed too by atheist scientists. Did he raise from the dead? There was 500 witnesses to this fact that he did rise from the dead. A hundred times more witnesses than you would need to send someone to the electric chair witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So you can take him at his word when he said that he was the son of God and that he is God. So pray to know Jesus Christ. Pray that he forgive you of your sins, forgive you of your unbelief and of your doubt, give you a strong faith, baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in water, and start walking that walk, friends. Because I'm here to tell you, I walked the opposite walk. I walked in a and a walk of Satan. I used to practice black magic for a long time. I used to attack Christians spiritually. I'm telling you this stuff is real. Because you know what? Before I even recognized Jesus Christ as Lord, those demons were telling me to attack Christians. And that's what I did. And coming out of that, it's my responsibility now until the day that I die to proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ can save you from anything. Because if he could save me from black magic, from devil worship, from filling those empty holes that God could have filled with drugs and alcohol, if he can take me out of those things and put me in the position I'm at, I'm at now, where I can teach Sunday school at a church, where I can give sermons at a church, where I can run a podcast and hopefully encourage Christians and Christian men and fathers, if he can do that, then he can take you the unbeliever, and transform you into a new creature like he promises in his word, a new creature in Christ. He can set you free. You can be assured that you have a place where you're going when you die, that you can share this good news with your loved ones so they'll be with you after you die. Don't wait. Don't wait because he's coming back. He also says he's coming back on the clouds. He's going to be coming down from the clouds. Oh, I can see it now. Hallelujah. And you know the signs and the prophecies, most of them are already being fulfilled before our eyes. So you know what? He could show up tomorrow. So I suggest to all those, I've heard stories recently of, you know what? I really need to get back to church, you know? So, you know, not this week, but maybe next week. Well, you know what? Next week might be too late, friends. So I suggest you do it sooner rather than later. Because it says in the Bible, I would rather, I would rather not gain the whole world than lose my soul. So if you want to gain another week, 
and lose your soul? How ludicrous is that? So do it today, friends. Cry out to Jesus to save you. You know, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm going to say a prayer right now and end this. I hope that this touched somebody. Lord Jesus, I pray that this touched somebody, that somebody that needed to hear it hears it and takes it to heart. I pray that you use my words, that you anoint them, that you send a conviction unto men to be men, to be fathers, like you've set up. You are the greatest father of all time. You are the father of the universe and the father of the infant that's just been born. Make us into one millionth of the father that you are, and we will be doing your will. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray these things come upon everyone who's heard this podcast, and I pray that they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and as their Lord of their life, and that they're baptized for the forgiveness of sins, and that they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that they may edify the body of Christ, that they may edify the church. Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I hope you got something out of this. I hope that it reaches ears and reaches hearts, more importantly. And I hope you have a blessed day. I love you. I love you. I love you. I know sometimes I get off and it might sound like, oh, who's he think he is? But you know what? I know who I am. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. And I do these things in love because that's what Paul said we should do. We should use our gifts of the Spirit in love. So in love, I want to end with, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you. God bless.